Ladies and gentlemen, if you're still listening to this, we've made some controversial opinions this month on Boozy Bracketology. They're not going to stop here. Welcome to the show. My name is Chris. I am going to be your host, and we are here to determine the best Queen song of all time. And you've made it to the championship episode. We've got eight songs left out of our 36 seed bracket. We're going to see which song reigns supreme. Let's start by meeting up with the panelists. First in Huntsville, Alabama, Mike Mott. How are you doing, my friend? And what are you drinking? Uh, Chris, I'm doing great. Other than looking at the slate of decisions that we have in front of us, this is going to be a rough one. But you say it's controversial. I think we've got an incredibly solid Elite Eight, personally. But uh, I'm doing good. I I brought with me, I think I had it on the first episode. So you got to dance with who you came to the dance with. So I'm finishing up with the last episode with it. It is the Raspberry Berliner Weiss from Trim Tab Brewing out of Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, I'm not usually a Berliner Weiss person, but this one is making me reconsider that opinion because it is delicious. Oh, Mike, to throw you, throw you under the bus a little bit here. Um, we've got both one seeds left. Between two, three, and four, there's only one of those left. There's a two seed, zero threes, and zero fours left in this bracket. <laughs> we've made some controversial opinions, y'all. Fair, fair. Now, speaking of controversial, we're heading out to Raleigh, North Carolina. Jeff, my friend, how are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing all right. And yeah, I, we have made some controversial decisions this time around. And I think uh, maybe we all need a little bit of redemption. So that's what I'm uh, what I'm drinking. The uh, the redemption rye. Uh, I got up here. I have filled my poured myself some redemption. Got up here, realized, hmm. I have absinthe and Peychaud's bitters downstairs. I should just make myself a Sazerac. So that's what I did. I have a Sazerac with Redemption Rye in it, and it is quite tasty. Probably my favorite cocktail. That sounds delicious. Uh, Redemption has a high rye bur- high rye, bur- high rye count bourbon that's actually phenomenal, too. So if you want something a little bit sweeter, give that a shot. Speaking of giving it a shot, he's been on, this is now his second time appearing on Boozy Bracketology. Brandon, my friend, how are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing well. This Elite Eight, uh, if this was March Madness, I'd be hurting a little bit probably. So I'm a little sad about where we're at, but hey, I'm excited. We're making some good picks. I'm doing well, and I'm drinking, shout out to Tampa, I'm drinking the Cigar City Frost Proof Belgian Style White. Ooh, that does sound good. I haven't drank it yet. I did crack it open early. I apologize. Let me give a sip. That really is good. Nice Belgian. Really is. I like that. We'll take it. We'll take it. Well, my turn, I guess, then, right? Staying local. Staying local. This is a, a brewery that's out of Lakeland, Florida. When you think of Lakeland, Florida, you think of Alcatraz. Uh, the Alcatraz <laughs> Brewery. <laughs> This is their double cold brew Imperial Coffee Stout. Oh, y'all, it's 70 degrees outside. This is as close to winter weather as I might get for the next foreseeable eight, nine months. I'm drinking my stout now again. You're bringing the coffee beers, man. I miss my cold weather, Mike. I miss my cold weather. I do too, Chris. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. All right. We are moving on. Let me actually take a sip of my beer first. Yeah, you definitely got to do that. I have a hard time finding good coffee beers around here. I don't know why. That's got a really like sweet finish. Not sweet like coffee, but like sweet like. Like a sweet creamer? 
No, like sugar. That's a weird finish to a coffee stout. Okay. Mm. The frappuccino. That's what I was thinking, like creamer. It's not bad. It's not bad. It'll play. It'll play. But let's jump right in. Mike, you have got the overall one seed, Bohemian Rhapsody, which got here by beating 39 and one vision to get to the Elite Eight, taking on the 13 seed, the upset minded, you're my best friend, which took out another one, bites the dust, and crazy little thing called love. The pick is yours, sir. Yeah, okay, we've made a couple of controversial decisions. <laughs> uh, that That is a hell of a journey uh, for your my best friend to have gotten here. I've spoken at length about my affinity for the song. It is a Queen song that I will listen to every time. N- never get bored of it. It's, I mean, it's it's effectively, it's it's the poppier side of Queen. It's a pretty short song. I think it actually clocks in at under three minutes. It's It, it comes in, it, it sings, you get a nice little guitar solo, you get some good Freddie vocals, good harmonies, and then it's, and then it's gone. And it's a fantastic song. Uh, hearing that little, the intro to this song, uh, right after you may now kiss the bride and everything like that at my wedding. That's a seminal moment in my life. Cause I had, I had chosen it specifically for that purpose and it, and it fits so well. I don't think I can vote for it over Bohemian Rhapsody though. As much as I love the song, Bohemian Rhapsody has so much to offer for whether it's the surreal introduction to the to the song that is this the real life where the vocals go from one uh one side to the other uh and then it drifts into the uh the piano part with the mama just killed a man and then all of a sudden out of nowhere it comes in you get that crazy guitar solo and it culminates with the galileo galileo i see a little silhouette of a man and then just the headbanger part drifting straight in to the nothing really matters it's it and it is a six minute song and it goes by like that. It is a masterpiece. And there's a reason why it, it again, it Jeff said it last time, but it seems so basic to pick this song, but it is, there's a reason why. So it caught on so well with people. It's such a great, interesting song. It showcases so much of what is fantastic about queen. And as much as I love you're my best friend, I'm really glad it got this far and it did it against two songs that I also really love. Uh, as Chris just recounted, but uh, I think I think it's got to uh, come to an end here. I think Bohemian Rhapsody deserves to move on. Jeff, over to you. Yeah, I mean, this is when Chris says we made a controversial decision. I don't think it's a wrong decision to put "You're My Best Friend" into the Elite Eight. I mean, there 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 are a few that you know you could you could probably see any of the 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 songs from that little pod in this uh in this slot and say oh that makes sense in an elite eight but yeah it's a it's a great song yeah and but yeah i mean mike's right bohemian rhapsody is just an absolute fucking masterpiece uh pour me my pumpkin spice latte and uh <laughs> get me my yoga pants because i'm a basic bitch <laughs> and i'm moving bohemian rhapsody right on as I struggle to get the thought of Jeff and yoga pants out of my mind, we're going to Brandon. I've seen it. Oh, no. I don't own yoga pants. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're my best friend. I, I love this song. I really do. Gorgeous song. And I'll be honest, out of all the all Cinderella picks that I expected or I wanted, I did not expect the one to still be around. 
and I didn't pick you're my best friend last time. I did not expect you're my best friend to still be here. And I'm really happy that it is. It shows that when people listen to this, be like, oh, shit, I really got to listen to that song if I've never heard it. And I, I don't hate Bohemian Rhapsody. If people think I do, I don't. Amazing song. I just think it's been overplayed. But damn, yes, it is how people say it's one of the greatest songs ever written, greatest songs of rock history. It is for a reason. It's an incredible song. And it blew up the world. And it surprised people. And it, it really is a masterpiece. And I might not think it's my favorite Queen song. And I don't know if I would say it. I really think it's the greatest. But Bohemian Rhapsody is looked at as one of the greatest songs ever. And it is a better song, I believe, than You're My Best Friend. Now, with that, Bohemian Rhapsody is moving along to the final four. And so are we. Well, not to the final four. We got three more picks to make. The Elite Eight continues. Jeff, you're kicking us off. You've got the three seed under pressure, which took out the 14 seed headlong and the six seed Radio Gaga to get here, taking on the seven seed Hammer to fall, which took out Who Wants to Live Forever. And then we are the champions. Going to be a good matchup, Jeff. Take us away. Yeah, I mean, Hammer the Falls had a nice little run here. It's a, a perfectly cromulent song. <laughs> Getting my dictionary. Mike is like, wait, Jeff just made a Simpsons reference? What? <laughs> but I think it's had its time. It's time to step aside and let the big boys play. Under Pressure is a legendary song for a reason. It's the song that builds and releases like Queen songs do. It's the song that you know you you get that sort of sing yelling along in the car moments with. It's the one that you know you've really just got to look at and say this is this is a classic. You look at Hammer to Fall and you're like this is a good song. You look at Under Pressure and you're like I can't think of anything to say. My mind just exploded and melted out of my ears and I need to go gather it up before listening to it again because, oh my God, that was great. So yeah, under pressure is, I think, the clear choice here. But uh, let's see what the other panelists have to say, I guess, if we have to. (laughs) Well, this is not a dictatorship. We are a democratic society well, what is it, a representative democracy? Is that what we have here? You guys have been chosen to represent the whole group of people in the world on this bracket. Next pick here goes to Brandon. I promise all the recordings we ever have down the road, I will try not to have a bias against something. So Kyle Bush and M&M's and uh, Vanilla Ice and the pressure will not will be the last ones, I hope. They will not be, I promise you, but I hope they are the last one. <laughs> but that makes it more fun. Yeah. Um, Hammer to Fall, it, it's such a fun song. It really is. But Under Pressure. And the ironic thing is, I think we, we almost brought it up. So Bowie and Mercury, it, was just, it really wasn't supposed to happen. They were just in the right place at the right time. 
they're like, hey, do you want to try this thing out in studio? They did it, and there we go. They're in the right city. But then they banged heads about it. Because I believe Bowie wanted it on his album. Queen's like, we're going to put it on our album. And him, Freddie, didn't really see eye to eye about it. God, it's an amazing song to sing too. I mean, the lyrics are so hardcore. And they really do have a lot of meaning to it. And we look at the world that we're in now, just like how we brought up like One Vision. It's a lot to think about in those lyrics. And Freddie's power and David Bowie's power in the band it's incredible. It's another song that, like, for me, it means a lot. I know we brought up, I brought up the Foo Fighters. Another band means a lot to me. Dave and Taylor would switch spots. Taylor would sing as Freddie. Taylor Hawkins loved. He bowed to Queen. He made, people say, Brian May actually said it. He's like, we would not be cool again if it wasn't for Taylor fucking Hawkins. He, for people, made Queen cool again. That's what Brian May thought. And they would switch and Taylor would sing the hell out of it as Freddie. Under Pressure has to move on. And uh, if Vanilla Ice didn't do what he did, like, it would mean even more and more to me. But I have to hear that stupid fucking song. People are like, I love this song. It's better. Oh, I hate that song. What are you talking about? This is the original Under Pressure. Under Pressure is moving on. Mike, what do you think? I think you should never do under pressure as a duet at karaoke. No, I tried. It was terrible. I, I, oh. I did. Woof. I, I did too. Anything and involving Freddie Mercury, you should never try at karaoke. I hard. mean, well, the, the problem was I had agreed to do the David Bowie part, but because, because the other person singing with me didn't really know either part. I ended up trying to do both parts to try and salvage something <laughs> out of it. And it was just bad. Uh, fortunately, Woof. everyone was inebriated and no one cared. <laughs> Which is the As prop- should be at karaoke. That's the proper one. It doesn't say Bowie or Mercury, Bowie, Mercury. It doesn't say that. I actually don't remember if it did or not. Again, inebriation. But uh, no, <laughs> look, Hammer to Fall is a fantastic song. I love it. I'll listen to it over and over again. You're right, though. It's not under pressure. Under yeah. pressure is that song you wail to in your car. You're, you're, you're going to try and hit the Freddie notes. You're not going to, which is another reason why you shouldn't do it at karaoke. But in your car, yeah, do it. Like, you you know, <laughs> under pressure is one of those songs that you know exactly how many times to say, why can't we give love, give love, give love? Like, you know it in your head. You can just do it automatically. All that kind of stuff. It's just one of those songs. It never gets old. I, however many times I've heard that song, I don't think it's ever gotten old. It's not a, it's not a super complex song other than the interplay with the vocals, but it's just, there's, it's got a power to it and mm-hmm. that can't be denied. There's a reason uh, that it stuck around so long. And there's a reason that we're still talking about it 40 years later. Yeah. Under pressure, moving on. Under pressure is moving on. And so are we two picks left in the elite eight. Brendan, you're kicking us off. The one seed, Don't Stop Me Now, that got here by beating Brighton Rock and Innuendo, the 16 seed play in and the 8 seed, taking on the 5 seed of Killer Queen, which beat out Bicycle Race and Save Me, the 13 and 12 seed, respectively. Don't Stop Me Now, Killer Queen, Brandon, to you. So to our viewers, I just want to say, please listen to Innuendo. That's all I ask. Great song, amazing (laughs) song. 
Don't stop me now. Man, it's it's like I think like really what they want you to think of like how it felt. It's like you're on like you're on a space rocket and you're just going up in space and you're going on a ride and it really that that's what it is. You're going on a ride with Freddie fucking Mercury. Don't stop me now is such a fun, fun, fun song. It really is. Killer Queen, I I I I I have respect for it. I do like it, but it's never hit me in that that level that other Queen songs do. Don't stop me now. It just has so much energy to it. And the lyrics are so crazy and fun. Jeff, you've hit on it many times. Don't stop me now. We'll keep on moving. Don't stop me now. The one seed has got its first vote. Mike, over to you. You know, I do love I do love me some Killer Queen. It's such a it's a fantastic and and ridiculous song. It's it's Queen really kind of entering it, because I think is it off of um, Sheer Heart Attack? Is that the album? Yes. That's off of, yeah. So Sheer Heart Attack. Yeah. So it's really early Queen, and it's it's before it's like Bohemian. A, Right, bro. Before yeah. Bohemian, because the next album was Night at the Opera, where they really started leaning a lot heavier into the theatricality of it. Killer yes. Queen is kind of the intro into that, and I love it for that respect. And it really does have a lot of that. What it lacks is the dynamics that Don't Stop Me Now brings to the table. It, it's there. These are both two of the most just <laughs> pure fun Queen songs I think out there. And Queen's got a lot of fun songs, but these are just two of the top ones right there. But I think Don't Stop Me Now. It's it's getting you. It gets you pumped up a little more. It's got, like I said, it's got a little more of the shifting dynamics to it. And uh, you know, Brandon talked about "Innuendo," which is a song that, again, I said last episode that I've recently discovered is a fantastic song. And I, I think I just think that if this isn't always the best way to make decisions, but I think if "Don't Stop Me Now" is here over "Innuendo," I think "Don't Stop Me Now" uh, deserves to continue moving on into the next round as well. Uh, so not, nothing against Killer Queen, which I do absolutely love, but Don't Stop Me Now is just, that's what, that's a song that just always takes me to my happy place and gets me revved up and gets me going. So Don't Stop Me Now. Well, I know what I'm listening to in the car ride on the way to Disney tomorrow with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, do we have a sweep? All right. So one thing I think of when I think of Don't Stop Me Now is I think of Casey Musgraves. Follow me here. Casey Musgraves in 2013 released Follow Your Arrow, uh, a song that uh, oh, yeah. it's a really fun little song if you're into country music. And uh, it has a almost kind of throwaway line in the chorus, kiss lots of boys or kiss lots of girls if that's what you're into. Most of us think of that as a throwaway line. And apparently uh, a lot of her fans didn't because it was an absolute shit show when... No, oh my God! There's an explicit reference to homosexuality in music. I can't deal with this, which makes it all the more remarkable that "Don't Stop Me Now" directly references Freddie's bisexuality mm-hmm. in like 1978. Yes, you know he switches back and forth between "I'll make a supersonic man out of you," "I'll make a supersonic woman of you," yep. like it, it, that fluidity that he that he's apparently more comfortable with in the music than he was in actual real life, actually coming out and saying he was bisexual. Hey, we all fucking knew it. Come on. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's remarkable that that got out there. Uh, and I think it's, it's worth noting that 
hey, this was around. This was there. This uh, we this this was was uh, was something he was singing about and proud about and having a hell of a lot of fun singing about too. Because yes, "Don't Stop Me Now" is just an unbelievably fun song. Uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for Killer Queen. I can't let it get swept. I'm gonna vote for it, but you're not upset that "Don't Stop Me Now" is moving on. And I'm honestly glad that y'all made the decision before me because had this been a one-one thing coming to me i don't know how the hell i would have voted <laughs> uh, killer queen gets the vote don't stop me now gets a spot in the final four we've got one final four pick to make the sixth seed i want it all which took out love of my life and somebody to love apparently i want it all doesn't include love taking on <laughs> the seventh seed the show must go on which took out seven seeds of the rye and then breakthrough the 15 seed that won the play in and then beat we will rock you i want it all the show must go on mike take us away i don't know if this is uh gonna be a particularly deciding or surprising vote here uh given the way that i've spoken about one of these songs in particular over the past uh few episodes but after i vote whatever happens i'll leave it all the chance but this is show the show must go on for me. I love I want it all. It's a great song. I'm not going to be upset if it moves on. The show must go on. There is something to that song. And I like to believe that it's it it transcends the fact that we know as we discussed previously the circumstances under which it was recorded and stuff like that. But it just is. It is it's this song song that makes you feel like it just gets you it it has this yeah very life affirming quality to it. It is regardless of where, of where you're at, you know, sometimes the show must go on, it, especially when he says, you know, inside my heart is breaking, you know, there is there it's, you know, he says my smile still stays on. Right. And you don't necessarily always need to put on a brave face. I'm not necessarily saying that, but there's just something about, look, you know, you get, you're in your bad times, you get through your bad times, the show must go on and to hear the tremendous power in Freddie's voice and in the, in the other members of the band harmonizing with them on that. It's an incredibly powerful moment. It's a fist pumper. Uh, I want it all is a great song as well. I'm super happy that these two songs are here. I think that uh, they both took interesting roads to get here. And as a six and a seven, you wouldn't necessarily have predicted it coming in, but uh, this is a great matchup, but it's the show must go on for me. I, I love that song so much. The show must go on. It's got its first vote. Next vote here is going to Jeff. I'm not sure how to make this decision. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad I don't have to because uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> because I can punt. And I'm going to let Brandon run this one back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, I, I honestly, I, I do kind of think like if I'm going to put one of these songs on, it's going to be I want it all. But Man, they're both great and in very different ways. It's a fun matchup, and Brandon, have fun with it. <laughs> Good luck. Now, Brandon, one to one. I'm not even going to say anything. I'm I'm keeping out of this the rest of the show. It's over to you. I want it all. Uh, as a when I was younger, I first got in the Queen. My favorite song when I first my first one of my first albums was Queen's Greatest Hits 1 and 2. All these songs were on it. And I Want It All 
it really hit me. I was like, I like this song. And I dug it. I, I love I Want It All so much. It's gritty. It's hardcore. It's fun. The guitar, Freddie's voice, Roger, Sean, everything. And uh, I uh, another one, I, I know, I believe, Mike, you brought the bridge in that song. When it gets a little quiet. And then Freddie starts saying, and then it goes back up again. I love it. That Rolling Stones fucking article that ranked Freddie at 18. They need, to listen, they need to listen to this song. And they'll right? understand why he's number fucking one. Or top five. All time. This man is dying. And he did what he did. And there's so much pump in this song. And Mike, you brought up, it's not just heartbreaking, but it is uplifting at the same time. It really is. Lyric wise, it's like keep on going, don't stop, keep on going. Oh man, honestly, it's not that hard for me, Jeff. The show must go on. All right, well, with that, we've got our final four. The show must go on moves in. We're going back to the left side of the bracket. We're gonna be leaning on Jeff to make this pick, Jeff. The one seed Bohemian Rhapsody or the three seed Under Pressure. It's a battle of the heavyweights, and it's over to you. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> like, do you want to watch? or No. Okay. We'll make your pick. Uh, duh, this decision. This decision. Uh, because there are a lot of thoughts I have about this decision, and none of them make any sense. <laughs> but I'll try to organize them as best as I can, which I guess would be kind of a new thing for my role on Boozy, honestly. <laughs> They're obviously very different songs and showcase very different sides of Queen. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the operatic, sweeping epic, under pressure, the gritty rocker, the catharsis, the emotionality. When I think of these two songs and I think, oh, which one of these would I just take to a desert island with me and listen to if it were the only thing I had to listen to, it would probably be Under Pressure. Can we promote a song that is quite prominently a collaboration between them and another artist as potentially their best? Maybe. Because... If you think of Under Pressure, do you think of that as a Bowie song? No. No one thinks of that as a Bowie song. We all think of that as a Queen song where Bowie sings some lyrics. And that's why I think I'm going to lean towards Under Pressure here. Because Queen was such a powerful force of nature that they took someone with as singular a musical vision as David Bowie and made him the second fiddle they incorporated bowie into their sound and it stayed their sound that's pretty damn impressive if you think about it and so i'm giving my vote to under pressure here for that reason because simply by assimilating david bowie as if they were the fucking borg <laughs> and making Bowie part of what makes Queen Queen. 
<laughs> that's imp- that's impressive. You you got to hand it to that. Under pressure gets his first vote. Let's see what the panelists say. Under pressure does get its first vote, and that's our first reference to the Borg this entire bracket. So, cheers to that, Brandon. We're over to you. You've been rallying hard against one vanilla ice. How does this one play in your head? So I've had numerous. I've had numerous Wayne and Garth moments with friends. Numerous. Uh, to Queen. But honestly, it really hasn't been Bohemian Rhapsody. I've had numerous under pressure Wayne and Garth moments in my car. And what's interesting about that song, Live, you don't, the only time it was really done live was Annie Lennox and David Bowie at Wembley Stadium for Freddie Mercury's tribute concert. So, live, who did the backup? Roger fucking Taylor back there. Roger Taylor could sing, and I already said, he probably, along with Taylor, Taylor Hawkins, and many other good drummers of the past, Phil Collins, uh, Don Henley, great drummers who could sing with the head singer. And Roger Taylor would do backup for that song. A great live song. Bohemian Rhapsody, you are such an incredible, iconic, one of the greatest songs to the world ever written, really known of. But people, yet if you don't know Under Pressure, you better listen to Under Pressure because it's moving on. Under Pressure is moving on, but let's hear from Mike. I'm really glad that I don't have to make this choice because it's already been made for me. This is a, I mean, the fact that this isn't a championship game is is kind of mind blowing. It's just how the bracket broke down. I'm sorry, I, guys. <laughs> no, no, it's great. Yeah. It's great. These these are two fantastic songs. I've spoken uh, at length a couple times about Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I do want to I do want to share uh, two more quick tidbits about it since it is is moving on, moving or going home. Excuse me. And under pressure is moving on. Uh, you mentioned Wayne and Wayne and Garth moments. Uh, one of the moments that I remember. Um, actually, uh, with Bohemian Rhapsody is from senior prom in high school. We, it was a fiasco with the limo driver. He was late. And then like, he wanted to be paid like entirely up front. I forget, I forget what all it is because it's been so long ago, but we were all just exasperated by the time we finally get in the limo and we're heading over to the thing. Were you and drunk like, by then? No, 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 oh, okay. no, not at all. Not, no, I actually didn't even start drinking. Brandon, you, you, you need to learn about where me and Mike went to high school. Yeah. No, oh. I, was, I, I didn't even start drinking. We went college. to a nerd school. There was, there was not a lot of alcohol to right. occurring here. But, so we're all, we're all, we're all exasperated. And, and we, we went in a group, but most of the people in the group, it was like a group, but most of the guys were there with dates. And I was, I was just dag. Like I was just there to hang out. Like I didn't give a shit. And so everybody else exasperated. We're all, everybody else is stressed, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to turn on the radio, put on some tunes. And I just happened to flip over to the classic rock station. It happened to be Bohemian Rhapsody. And we, we did like (laughs) suddenly like you got 10 people in a limousine suddenly doing the Wayne's world thing. It was a, it was an amazing tension, uh, reliever after all of that and the other funny bohemian rhapsody story i want to tell from much more recent time in my life is actually from my my time as a parent i don't know if you guys have seen the movie frozen 2 
my daughter oh, loves yeah. the movie Frozen too. But I have a four year old girl. Of course, I've seen yeah, Frozen Je- too. Jeff, I Jeff, I was I knew you had, but there is a. There's a scene in the middle where they decided, hey, you know what? In Frozen 1, we did not give Jonathan Groff a song other than like a little a little minor ditty. We really need to let Jonathan Groff run loose. So we're going to have him sing in the woods with a bunch of reindeer. And there's a shot in, during the during the, the during the song where it all goes black and it jo- shows just him singing and then the three reindeer start harmonizing with him around his head. And it's just like the Bohemian Rhapsody video. And I, my, my daughter has no idea about Bohemian Rhapsody or anything like that, but she, she has noticed that every time I happen to be in the room when that happens, I just crack up every time she goes, daddy, it's your favorite part (laughs) because it's so so fantastic. <laughs> none of none of that has anything to do with Queen. It's just a couple of random anecdotes. That, I mean, they have a little bit to do with Queen, obviously. Uh, Under pressure is moving on. I cannot be upset about that. Uh, I can't let Bohemian Rhapsody go out without at least one vote. I'm giving it my vote here. Yeah. As, as we've discussed it at length, it's a fantastic song. C- can't be upset because either of these songs. And Jeff made a great point, I think, about Queen managing to assimilate. Bowie like the board. That's just great. So yeah, under pressure in the championship. We'll see what it goes up against. That we will. Under pressure is in the final matchup. We've got to go pick the other winner. The east side of the bracket, the right side of the bracket. The one seed, don't stop believing. The seven seed, the upstart, the show. What are you doing, Chris? No. <laughs> we gotta do a journey one. If we do a journey bracket, you're gonna say. Don't stop me now. <laughs> you ever have one He's, of those moments when you're talking, you're just so confident that you're in the zone, like you know you're nailing this, and then that shit happens? <laughs> He's, guys, he's, yep. he's just a city boy born and raised in South Detroit. Give him a break. <laughs> okay. Mike, don't even he's, edit that out. He, Leave that in. I'm totally leaving that in. He is hosting this podcast faithfully, guys. Give him a break. <laughs> I do I do this of pure heart and mind and, and a moderately intoxicated arms. liver, okay? Lights in the sky. <laughs> Take two. Over to the right side of the bracket. The one seed, don't stop me now. Taking on the seven seed, the show must go on. Brandon, kick us off. Damn. I, didn't, I, I really didn't expect this. Uh, yeah, the bracket that I set up, I didn't have this. It, I didn't expect this match to be really that heartbreaking, but it kind of is because the show must go on. How much, what it means, and not just what it meant and what was going on, and for, we lost Freddie just a few weeks later. And he had all the energy to do that song. But how strong the lyrics are and how heavy the band is in it. And also what it really, I don't think a lot of people talk about in, they don't talk about Innuendo as an album that much. Because it's toward the end. There are some songs on it that aren't that great. But really, if you look at Innuendo, it was a good album. It wasn't a bad album. And the album cover is amazing. Like the gesture on it and everything. Awesome. And then you have Don't Stop Me Now. And I know when we started this bracket, you guys brought up, like, I was surprised it was a one seed. 
And I was surprised how many people, when I put this together, how many people really ranked it that high. I think the movie really helped because the movie really put Don't Stop Me In Now a lot into it. It's a great song. It's a fun song. A lot is going in on it. But I'm bold. And I like my Jill Valvano and some <laughs> state-style underdogs. The show must be the show must go on is beautiful. It is haunting. It is incredible. Viewers, please listen to it if you haven't. You're hearing one of the greatest songs I think ever put together. And uh you're you're hearing a man say goodbye in the greatest fucking way he can. The show must go on the final against under pressure. I think that's a perfect decision. The show must go on, has its first vote. Next pick goes to Mike. <laughs> so I've been, uh, for whatever reason, not that Chris is going to tell us what the matchups are. I've been taking notes on my phone as we go. And I, I wrote down the shoe must go on. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't notice it until just now looking back down at my phone. I don't know. This this will help you with Abby uh, oh in, my God. in the next couple of days. <laughs> right. Abby, come on. I got to get out the door. The shoe must right. go on. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, don't stop now. Um, it's a Sesame Street episode. Yeah, there you go. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I was I was one of the people that uh, was surprised that Don't Stop Me Now as a one seed. But but as this bracket went on, I don't necessarily know that it's super surprising. It's an incredibly well-known Queen song. Yeah. It's it's one of their I mean, it's it's a rocker, but it's I would say one of their it's a concise song, certainly compared to a lot of their other stuff. Uh, clocks in, I think, just a little over three minutes. Uh, and for those three minutes, it's, it goes a lot of places. It kind of it starts off a little slow. And then, you know, hits that that part where it just does the acapella, don't stop me now. And then all the music kicks in and it just sweeps you along right to the end. And then it kind of drifts off. It's it's a fantastic little pop rock song. I love Don't Stop Me Now. And I've made it incredibly well known that I love the show must go on. Uh, it's look, the 80s were synth heavy. We all know this, but the show must go on as a good use of your sense it the way that it bring the way that it brings you in. And then when it kicks up for the chorus, like I said, it's, it's a fist pumper. And then at the, at the very end, when they're all harmonizing on the on with the show part and the way, and then just the way it drifts back out again is a tough choice. Oh man. Uh, I mean, I have been championing uh, the show must go on this entire time. Uh, can I give it the decisive vote over Don't Stop Me Now? Uh, I love both of these songs. And yeah, I think I can. Holy shit. Uh, I got this. I mean, I, it's a really, really tough choice. I don't think there, I don't think there's really a wrong choice here, but I, I think that if I'm going to put one of these on, like, I like it because it's kind of like you, you're more straightforward rock and queen versus you're a little more, bombastic it's it's not super theatrical the way queen could get but it got and it's it's got a lot of that it's there's a lot of if you want yeah if you and, want like a disco rock there you go right <laughs> a little bit yeah yeah 
But I think it sets up a great matchup because it's I, I love Freddie's raw emotion in the song. And you can feel it with the entire band, really. When you listen to the music behind the song, like they're all they be Queen always turned it up to eleven, let's be real, but they're all putting it all <laughs> in. So I I hate sending it. I hate I hate making this decision, but I, I think I gotta do it. I I've been riding the show must go on train all the way and uh I'm not gonna stop it now. The show must go on is moving out of the championship game. Jeff, give me your opinion on that. So, Brandon, tell the truth. Was your reference to Joe Von Val- Jim Valvano and NC State? Man, I've had a lot to drink if I can't <laughs> say the name Valvano. <laughs> As someone who lives in Raleigh and went to NC State for grad school. <laughs> was that an attempt to pander to me, or were you just bringing up Jimmy V? Because you know you're just bringing up Jimmy V. Let's no, I, I I love <laughs> I love a good Cinderella, and Jeff, I did yeah, not yeah, know yeah. that. I love a good yeah. Cinderella, and Jim Valvano like running on the court. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's it's, a great, it's, it's, it's a great moment. They were an eight seed, right? Or they uh, were an eight seed. They're there an eight seed. Oh, nope. this is seven seed. Seven seed. There's a th- there's a great thirty for thirty on ESPN. I know, amazing. Ever, uh, the, yes, with them sitting around in uh, Amedios, just just down down on Western Boulevard over here. I've had dinner there quite a few times. Uh, they got themselves a table. Uh, the the surviving members of the '83 championship team and just talked about. I always how much fun that was. What that was. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's. It's it's a little little college haunt just uh, just off campus. It's uh, um, you know your your standard comfort food Italian food. Okay. It, it's, uh, it, it's 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 a nice place, nice cozy. Yeah. Anyway, massive digression here. Back to the point. <laughs> we'll do that, Bracken. Best Cinderella I'm, team. Best Cinderella team. That'd right? be a that, good one. Best like best tournament run. That that that'll be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, so I've been giving Don't Stop Me Now a lot of shit about the lyrics for the past few matchups. And I think it brings up an interesting point about Queen, which is that, yeah, they're capable of writing awesome lyrics, as you know, we see with the show must go on under pressure, etc. But the lyrics can also be secondary and it can still work. Don't Stop Me Now works, despite the fact that the lyrics are often a little bit gooberish, right? Like. <laughs> Yeah, you're traveling the speed of light, but you're only going to make a supersonic man or woman out of <laughs> your lover. It's like saying, I'm going to be the size of Andre the Giant, and I will make you take you from being an ant to being a squirrel. Uh, it's not exactly the biggest promotion on the planet here when compared with what you are. <laughs> it wasn't exactly thought through. But it doesn't matter because the vocal itself is the instrument. I think I, I, I would vote for Don't Stop Me Now uh, if it mattered. And if it didn't matter, I'm going to vote for it anyway because whatever. <laughs> Nothing against the show must go on. That's going to be an interesting final matchup. You, you look at my uh, hey best queen song it's under pressure versus the show must go on i have a feeling that your casual classic rock fan would just be like the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it makes them open their eyes but then they'll listen to the songs and be like oh hey i get it yeah 
Anyway, uh, my vote goes to Don't Stop Me Now, but it doesn't matter. So let's go on to the final. We are going on to the final. Mike, you're kicking us off here. Oh, didn't think I was going to end this way. The three seed under pressure, the seven seed, the show must go on. Mike, take us away. Oh, man. <laughs> this, is, this is unfair. I had to make the first pick of the show, and now I got to make the last pick of the show. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, Jeff hit the nail on the head. This is not the championship I think anyone would have expected. Certainly not the one I would have expected when I would fill in my bracket, but they're fantastic. It's a, two fantastic songs. I think that the the variety just within this matchup speaks a lot to the variety that Queen brings to the table. And I really don't think there's a wrong choice here. I, Quite frankly, once we got to the Elite Eight, I was looking at these, I was like, Basically, any of these songs, if somebody came along and said, that's the best song Queen recorded ever recorded, I would be like, that's a completely legitimate opinion. I can't really fault you for believe for feeling that way. Uh, but here we are. And and I I don't know what to pick. I mean, un- under pressure, just by virtue of the fact of being, you know, a radio staple is a song that I've heard a lot more. And it's a song that I never tire of. And we've we've spoken several times about how it's one of those songs that you just when you're when you're you know driving in your car whatever you're 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 singing along to it you're having a great time it's it's a fantastic rocker it's got that instantly recognizable uh hell no this isn't i'm not listening to that other song baseline at the intro uh and you know the you but you could tune in at any time of that song and you instantly know exactly what song you're listening to because of the interplay with the vocalists and the uh, music and everything like that uh, the show must go on, I think, is probably extremely well known to hardcore Queen fans and uh, probably decently well known to casual fans and probably not very well known to a broader music audience. But honestly, I think it's the better song. I think it's got a better build to it. I love I, it's got more of a they, both of these songs have a great catharsis to them, uh, which is wonderful. Uh, but the show must go on. I think I like under pressure because it's a little more spare, which isn't always what Queen did. But uh, show must go on does the theatrics very well without being over the top. And not that I don't love me some over the top Queen, as I have expressed. And it does really have that little extra bit of emotionality uh, knowing the backstory behind it. And it is an incredibly powerful, heartbreaking, yet uplifting song. It fits so many different moods. I think it's a wonderful song. Like I said, I've been championing it the whole time. I don't think I envisioned it going this far, uh, but I'm going to keep on riding this train because uh, quite frankly, I can. Uh, And I think the show must go on, must go on all the way to the championship circle. The show must go on has its first vote. Jeff, over to you. So it is kind of funny that we picked the songs out of this whole bracket with the, the two songs with the biggest catharsis, as, as you mentioned. Hmm. Uh, going back to that uh, that Rolling Stone uh, article that uh, misranked them, but it's still an interesting font of information despite being a paragraph. The, the, pull, the first quote that they pulled from any other random rocker is from my chemical romances gerard way who is one of the mm-hmm. seminal emo rockers of the late 90s early 2000s basically you know comparing mercury is you know the earliest emo rocker right like you can see that 
as in, in a way. You can see where Gerard Way gets that emotionality and that uh, uh, that flavor to his voice by listening to anything Freddie Mercury does. And no one can do catharsis like Mercury. No one. And these two songs prove it. So, yes, it's an unexpected final. It's a deserving final. I have to vote for Under Pressure because I think it's the better song. Uh, it's tighter. It's a little bit uh, um, better structured. Uh, the Show Must Go On does wander a little bit, in my opinion. But you can't really be upset with either of these winning. Uh, so, Brandon, you made the bracket. It's going to be 1-1 one, one to you, my bud. Give it your all. I don't feel like Jeff understands what a host job is. <laughs> Chris! <laughs> job number one is to get the names of the songs right, and I have done about a 95% job there. Maybe 90%. Maybe not. Okay, you know, FSU, that's still an A. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, my friend, it's one to one. It's literally all up to you. Who is our winner and why? So my, uh, I'll be honest. My, I, I did an early bracket. I looked at it, and I had Radio Gaga versus Somebody to Love. That's really what I thought might end up being my hardest matchup. Actually, ironically, thinking about it right now, my two hardest matchups were Radio Gaga. Versus Under Pressure and Somebody to Love versus The Show Must Go On. Those were my hardest matchups that I had set up. So here we are. We got two of them. Not two I expected. Uh, Under Pressure, it's... I think the song still would have happened. I believe Queen... I think it it was written by Queen and Bowie all together. I think Queen would have found a way to still write it. I don't know what the hell would have come out. I still think it would have been a, the rocker that we hear today or close to it. And how I brought up like live performances, Taylor doing the backups is amazing. It's an incredible song. A lot of information, in the lyrics, it, it means a lot. It really does. And to know the show must go on has gotten this far. It, it, it shows how incredible that song really is and how people really know it need to know more about that song. Damn. <laughs> I hate you, Vanilla Ice. I really do. <laughs> and honestly, depending on if I go for that show, go that I go for the show must go on. It's not against Vanilla Ice. It's not. It's solely on the show must go on, how I feel about it and how I feel about it under pressure. If I'm driving in the car, going along, I'd rather listen to Under Pressure. I would. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Cinderella's have to do something sometimes. Viewers, if you haven't heard the show must go on, you've heard Under Pressure, you have. And uh, on Boozy Bracketology, Cinderella's do happen. They do. <laughs> Though show must go on, even if Freddie wasn't dying, even if he wasn't going at his last leg, he wasn't leaving us, it'd be an amazing 
beautiful song on its own. It'd be heavy. It'd be hard. It would hit the core. I got to go with the show must go on. The show must go on as your champion. The seven seed from the right side of the bracket has dethroned a lot of heavy hitters on its way to crowning itself champion. Nicely done. And panelists, like, not an easy bracket. No. Not no. Easy. Guys, I, I... This is brutal. Yeah. This is a tough one. <laughs> there are there are legitimately so many good songs on this bracket. They, there really you, are. That's you got to the sweet, the sweet 16, and you're looking at... You're looking, you're going, 12 of these songs easily could, could be win. in the championship. Yeah. Yeah, or be in the championship. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's it. We've crowned our champion. We've we've upheld our end of the obligation. Now it's time for you to uphold your end of the obligation. Go listen to these songs and tell us if you think we're right or if you think we're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they will. They will. You can tell us that on yeah, our there, there will be some capital O opinions out there. <laughs> yeah. You can tell us on our Facebook group, The Lounge, fans of pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology, or hop on our Discord ptebb.com slash discord we're all on there and i really want to hear from you do you think we're right or do you think we're absolutely full of crap who knows well you do <laughs> and you're gonna tell us next month on boozy bracketology we're diving back into the world of television we're looking for the best tv relationship of the 21st century and we're looking only at sitcoms you got some big heavy hitters out there. You got JD and not JD. Whoa, not JD. I almost said JD and Turk, which would have been great. Uh, that Turk. totally would have been great. <laughs> yes, that's, absolutely. That's, I that's mean, a one seed right there. Come it, on. Yeah, that that's legit solid choice. You didn't you didn't say romantic relationships. Turk and Carla from Scrubs are on the list. All right. Amy and Jake from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nice. Patrick and David from Shit's Creek. Wayne and oh, what's her name? The the girl from Letter Kenny. Uh, honestly, we're looking at all the sitcoms. We've got all yeah. all of the ones for the 21st century. They're all on there. Cheedy and yeah, Eleanor. Cheedy and Eleanor. Cheedy and right. Eleanor are on there. Yes, they have to be on there. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun bracket. We'll see you in March for that. If you enjoy what we're doing here and you want to support us financially, PTE no, www patreon.com slash p-t-e-b-b is your place to do that check the show notes everything's down there for the boozy bracketology podcast i have been chris i have been mike i have been jeff i'm brandon and we'll see you next month have a good one